<laughs> Hi, I'm George Tekmanchup here with Steve the Big Cat Anderson for another Eastern Target Archery podcast. It's been a little while since we've had uh, a podcast. We've had a lot of stuff going on. So apologies to all of you out there waiting in podcast land for another podcast, but we're back. Here we are. We are here. Um, as we speak, uh, they have just wrapped up the World Archery Congress, and we're about to start the World Championships in Berlin. Exciting stuff. Every uh, couple of years, they have this World Archery Congress. You have delegates from around the world, 160-something countries, uh, coming to wherever the Congress is. Last time was Yankton, this time Berlin. Two world-class cities. What did they do? <laughs> Where did they do Congress at Yankton? In the Archery Center? In the there? Archery Center. Okay. They, they yeah. built, they took one of the ranges and turned it into a pretty nice, I, I'll tell you what, it was legit. They did yeah. it. Yeah, that one range is great. They Bruce's staff did a really nice job setting that up. Brittany, in other words, <laughs> did a really good job setting that stuff up. I'm sure there were others. Uh, there were, too. indeed. But, you know, you got to give credit to the leader. Anyway, um, yeah, so this time uh, in Berlin, um, probably at a hotel. Um, and they've, as I said, just wrapped up. Uh, it's always that you have a Congress before the World Archery Championships. And if you had to sum up what a World Archery Congress is in a few words, it is their opportunity to mess with the rule set again. Yeah, there's a few changes that I'm noticing. Or, I mean, there's just a few things that they like to change, apparently. Like yeah. Field. Yeah, changes. we'll get into that. But, you know, just like its name, Congress is also the opportunity yes. to figure out who's representing us at the highest level of our sport. So with exactly one year to go to Paris 2024, um, you know, all these delegates from member associations around the world are in the German capital. And they had 22 separate motions to change the World Archery Rulebook. There were 28 open positions with 62 nominees. So almost all of these were contested. Um, now you got staggered elections for World Archery, so you never have a situation, kind of like our own Congress, where you have everybody up for, you know, grabs at the same time. It's staggered. So, right. you know, and there's also term limits, though. So there are open positions in some of the committees. You know, they got committees like the Target Archery Committee and the Athlete Committee and the Rule Committee and, you know, all these different committees. So the people who work on stuff like the World Archery Rule Book or decide on specific rule interpretations like, yeah, Barebo, you can't have a clicker in spite of what you call it. That kind of thing. Those uh, are some of the type of people who are, you know, part of the sport at that level and have a role to play in terms of what the rule set will look like going forward. Now, there is some stuff you can't do in the rule book if it'll affect the upcoming Olympic Games. So there's a couple of rule changes that were discussed that cannot be implemented until after the Paris Games. But some other stuff? Well, right off the bat, they're messing with something near and dear to your heart, which is field archery. Here we go again. Another change. Yeah, it looks like they're taking it from a pool system. So you would shoot, you would shoot qualification, then you would go into a pool. You'd be ranked off that, and then you'd shoot amongst that pool, right? And then be advanced or not. So they they take the top scores from the pool, rather than now they're going head to head. The issue there, the nice thing about pool system is, you're taking the top. Basically, if you're cutting from 32 to 16, you're taking the top 16 scores. It'd be top eight from each pool. But 
you're not going, hey, uh, look at you guys. You guys shot a match way better than everybody else, but one of you has to lose. Sorry. You know? So yeah. uh, when you go head-to-head, you have a situation where, let's say, a guy or a gal has an issue in qualification. They're, they're normally a world leader. Let's say Paige Pierce has a has her bow has a problem, and now she qualifies uh, eighth. Mm-hmm. So now she's going to be going head-to-head with the number one seed, quite early in the match rather than... Which means you're getting rid of two yeah. of your very best shooters yeah, early on. you're losing one of your best shooters right away, which is just not marketable for the game. Part of the reason I've never really liked the head-to-head system, you know, imagine you went... Uh, it, it's good and bad, but imagine you went back to, I think it was 88 Olympics, right, where they would, they would shoot a pass of 18 arrows and then take the top scores and then do it again, take the yeah. top scores. That was called the Grand Fita round. Yeah, the Grand Fita. So the Grand Fita almost always advanced your better archers, you know? I mean, yeah, you could have a, a section where you didn't shoot well, but um, provided you showed up and shot well, you were going to move on, you know, if you until it got to the very, very end. But, yeah, so they're screwing with field archery again, and that's all right. I'm probably never shooting it again, so. Never say never. Never say never, but uh, I don't even, where's the next world championships? Um, you know, I, I would have to look that up. I don't Field. know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's, it's people who are behind uh, every organization. And at this level, you have a lot of people who are, you know, you got 100 federations plus their proxies. Um, they, they listen to operational reports and financial reports, and they kick out certain federations for doing things wrong, and they vote on changes to the rule book. Um, and this happens to be the final term for the president of World Archery, the successor to Jim Easton, Professor Dr. Or Erdner, uh, who is a member of the IOC from Turkey. And um, he's going to be stepping down after the Paris Games, or maybe just before. I'm not sure how that works schedule-wise. But um, the next Congress is certainly going to be kind of important because they will be voting on a new president. And uh, a number of hats are rumored to be in the ring for that position it's too soon to say who they might be but you know there are some candidates out there that want that job why not you absolutely not <laughs> yeah it doesn't uh i don't mean I, I don't know it seems like an interesting thing but well i you know on on a certain level the job of the president of world archery is a little more of a figureheady kind of thing in some ways yeah. they can certainly set um, direction yeah, and strategy and things like that. Yeah, but the actual get it done people are people like Tom Dillon, who's the Secretary General, and uh, his staff. You know, the yeah. Uh, I never really saw were in an operational mode. I would see him occasionally at an event, but you know, he's he's there as a figurehead. Uh, yeah, that's fair. But you remember that there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, like discussion of uh, sponsorships and things like that, that, you know, he participates in that we right. might not be privy to. Yeah. He, you know, well, he's, I guess he's a strong influencer. World Archery is an event company, right? That's yeah. what they do is they manage events. And yeah. he's not lining up a DHL shipment anytime soon. No, but like he is that, lining you know? up stuff like Turkish Airlines sponsorships. Yeah, yeah right? he's got those connections and helping make those things happen. And you know? it'd be interesting to see what happens when a guy like that goes away. If well, those, Partnerships remain. A lot depends upon who comes in as his uh, successor, right? You know, we've ever only had, um, I, I guess this would be seven total World Archery presidents since the founding of FITA and then World Archery. 
So, you know, it's, um, it's a big job and it is one that, uh, generally is associated with someone who can hobnob at the highest level of the Olympics because that, you know, is a integral part of keeping our sport part of the games. So having, Hobnobbing. having Jim Easton, for example, as an IOC member and having Ur Erdner as an IOC member and also be president of world archery important for the prestige and position of our sport within the IOC movement. So, you know, whoever succeeds um, Dr. Erdner is going to need to be a high caliber individual of that nature who can, who can deal with the IOC people at the highest level, deal with the heads of other federation type stuff like the university games, the world games, the uh, various continental games, things of that nature, and uh, also keep their eye on the prize for the continued effort to try to get out of the endemic sponsorship trap that has become sponsorship for just about every archery thing out there, right? The non-endemic sponsors, the Hyundai's of the world. That's where the focus needs to be. So you're seeing... Um, Still waiting on that Subway sponsorship. Yeah. I heard that they put slicers in every store now. Well, maybe that'll help them sponsor archery. What we have? Not till they fix the bread. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, still waiting on it, you know. That's what NFA dress code was going to do. It has not done it for me yet. I do not have a Subway sponsorship. Anyway, we have a new vice president for World Archery. It's Jörg Brokamp, who is also the secretary general of the Deutsche Schützenbund. I like this guy. I like this guy, too. I've never you know talked what? to him or met him. I'm telling you right now, um, I have talked to him and met him many times. And he's a very pro-archery guy. He's a professional. And um, tell you what, I think he is going to be really good in, in uh, a high-level world archery role now. So see how it goes. But uh, he's now the first vice president of world archery. He's been a vice president before. He's the chairman of the uh, working group on a problem area, which is the, uh, the very thorny issue of Russia and Belarus. So, um, you know, they've, they've worked out their plan there for participation on athletes from those two countries to be able to come back to competition as neutral athletes. Uh, it's now going to cost you 80 Swiss francs slash dollars a year to be a membership, to be a member of uh, World Archery as a national federation. But they said they changed that depending on your nation's economic status. It's more expensive. The minimum is 80 Swiss francs. Huh. So what's USA Archery going to pay? More. 20000 who knows? 100000 No idea. The actual fee is calculated on a scale that accounts for the size and the economic spending power of the respective nation. In other words, it's modeled Socialism. on the Swiss speeding ticket system. Socialist. Yes. Yeah. It's modeled on the Swiss speeding ticket system, huh. where your speeding ticket is proportional to your income. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. I don't feel great about it. I don't ever feel great about it. Anyway. So, yeah, the elections took place uh, for various positions, uh, but we've got some new countries that are members of World Archery. We've got some that were put on hold. We have some that were expelled. We have some that were put on probation, which is kind of a finger-shaking thing, and some who have been given their final warning. That's a real stern finger shake. The very, very stern finger shake, perhaps accompanied with a with a clenched fist kind of yeah. thing. So your new comp, your new Strongly affiliations. Strongly condemned. 
Curacao, Mauritania, and Palestine. Yeah, cool. Postponed. <laughs> Afghanistan and Timor-Leste. And I'm sorry to say that uh, I, I had to rely on you to find out where is Timor-Leste. I had to rely on Google, so. Anyway, um, you, you can Google it yourself. Anyway. Yeah, what does all this mean? Like, if I'm just, you know, average Joe Archer wanting to shoot at Arizona Cup next year, what does this all mean to me? It means you could have more matter? competition from people from places that maybe you've never been to. No, that doesn't mean that. What does it really mean to me? Well, it means that our sport is growing around the world, which is a positive thing. Yes. Because here's what it could do. Uh, as you get more countries like Palestine and Mauritania and whatever, we get more universality. IOC looks at that favorably, and they're more inclined to keep our sport in the Olympic Games, not to mention the possibility of adding an element of our sport to the Olympic Games in the future. So this kind of growth is actually really positive for everybody involved in WA-sanctioned competition because a big attraction to that, let's face it, is that Olympic affiliation. So no change at, at Arizona Cup next year for me. Well, it's no longer a world-ranking event, so... No. Hasn't been in a while, but that's what I'm getting at. There's a lot of this happening Has in no Congress. Has no big impact, no. It's like, man, for the end of the day, for our listeners who compete in archery and do archery, yeah. now, there most of this won't matter. There, there is something that might matter. Um, First off, uh, there's a new international under-15 category that will be added. Here we go. Now, that doesn't mean any more. Youngsters. That's not more medals, but it will give you a consistent format, right? So for whatever that is, uh, I guess, a way forward for having U15 world records and yep. performances and yep. standards and things like that. Uh, world Archery 3D Championship teams will now consist of all four categories. What are the four categories? Traditional. Oh yeah, they have trad there. They have trad and barebow. Uh huh. Compound recurve. Barebow. Yep. They do. Yeah, that's right. They do because I saw a social media post from somebody who claimed to be a two-time Olympic gold medalist who was a barebow at 3D Worlds. Anyway, don't make me go there. Pull system is going to be well, dropped from mean. field as we talked about at the beginning of the show. And, and yeah. yeah, I know how you feel about that. And I think I share your point of view. It's just whatever. I, I don't know always who, like, is... I, I look at who these people are on the committees, and I... Again, I don't know everybody's name, but I see a few that I recognize as former competitors, and the rest, I think, are more just, like, there is an administrative role. And they're deciding what we do as a sport. The 3D is going to get shifted to odd years from even? I think the other way or around. Or the other way around. Even yeah. to Yeah, even odd. odd. Anyway, yeah, speaking of the elections, uh, the elections just wrapped up uh, literally as we speak about an hour ago. And uh, it's going to be, uh, try not to knock that thing around too much, that microphone of yours. It's going to be Jorg from Germany, stop that, who has served on World Art. You know, you just made a whole bunch of people jump doing that. <laughs> Jorg has been on the executive board as a member since 2011, and he's been vice president since 2019. So now he's first vice president. And um, that replaces Mario Scarcella, our good friend who uh, had to step down as first vice president because you can't keep a position like that forever. You have to, there's term limits. So he stepped down as vice president. Became but he's on the board as a vice president. So he's still in there and he's been on there <laughs> since 2002. So he went from VP to board VP. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mario's been president of WA Europe for long time. Uh, 21 years now. I've never, and, I've never uh, talked to him because I don't know if he's, I don't know. He's actually a wonderful person. Uh, does he speak English? Yeah, very okay. good. Yeah, he's never never really talked to us, but it seems like a nice guy. He's Everyone one of my favorite him. people in the sport. 
All the, I know all the Italian teams seem to like him. I could be for good reason. You know, could be wrong. No, you're not. Know, you're but. not wrong. He is popular for for good reason. He's really a nice human being. That's good. Uh, Mark Miller is uh, going to be uh, on the uh, board. On Mark the Miller executive Subaru. Board. He's a he's a Subaru car dealer here in Salt Lake City. That's not that Mark Miller. Our archery Mark Miller, who has been the uh, CNR, the Constitution and Rules Committee chairman for quite a while. Mark is a an attorney from the United States. Um, his daughter shot at a high level, and Mark has been involved in the sport for at least 15 years that I can think of off the top of my head. So another person who's done a lot. you got uh, Jean-Michel Clairoy of France reelected on the board, and now uh, also a, a very nice person, Yuko Okura of Japan, is going to succeed long-serving member from Japan, Hata Kotaro, Mr. Hata is uh, required to step down as he has uh, uh, served the maximum number of terms. Mr. Hata, uh, big supporter of our sport, big reason, big part of the reason uh, behind Tokyo winning their Olympic bid, and uh, I wish him really well. He's he's a friend to many in our sport. But uh, Okura-san is going to be taking over, uh, kind of his handpicked successor as far as I'm aware. And uh, she did a great job running the Tokyo 2020 Olympic and Paralympic Games, uh, universally beloved by archers all over the world. And so she will be... Uh, they had her coming around in 2015. That's when she started coming to events, if yeah. I remember right. She, yeah. uh, she's a nice lady. Yeah. You talk about somebody who gets prepared for stuff, that is Ms. Okura. Um, Chu Ping Kun, who goes by Peter, um, from Chinese Taipei, he uh, has also been appointed. I know Peter, right? Yeah, you do. And then you've got uh, Darko Udil from Croatia. Uh, it took four rounds to get him in there, but he's in there now. Uh, he got the two-year slot, um, which was vacated by someone you and I know. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so you got a bunch of committee stuff. you got women now in 47% of the positions on all the permanent committees. Committees are, are things like the Constitution and Rules and the the Field and 3D Archery Committee, the Judge Committee. You got Robert Erica from Netherlands, who's a, a hardworking fella. Um, let's see, highlights of the Coaching Committee. You got Natalia Voleva, the multi, multi world champion. Um, Natalia Voleva now on the Coaching Committee. Uh, let's see, Target Committee, John Knott, our friend from Great Britain, now on the Target Committee. And let's see here, MJ Rogers is on the Para Committee. MJ, formerly. Uh, from the NFAA of the United States. so I know MJ. Yeah. And then you got a Board of Justice and Ethics and an Electoral Board, which has been uh, elected in there. And, um, you know, it's it sounds like a lot of, uh, how do I put it? You put it well earlier. People that you don't know, but they are behind the scenes making stuff happen. They're the yeah, people I, turning the wheels. I think what I actually said was, this sounds like a meeting I would fall asleep in. You would, maybe. And famously, a few people have. <laughs> uh, anyone noteworthy that we can talk about? Not that no. we can talk about. Did you ever have to attend and fall asleep? Never. Did you ever have to attend? I had to MC something at one of them. Mm. So I couldn't get, afford to get fall asleep. to attend, sorry. Uh, no, had to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but here's the thing, folks. Uh, you know, this is really, as much as anything else, the kickoff to the World Championship. As the World Championships progress... Next week, Steve and I will be back with very short updates. Yeah, let's get some. Let's get that. Let's get that going again. We did that in the Olympics. 
But Olympics takes a lot longer. Yes. So maybe we'll just have to come through on, I don't know, maybe in the morning of elimination days, we can do a little live yep. segment. That's the plan. We can go 40, 45 minutes. That'll help us catch yeah. two matches. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. the last two leading up to the finals. It works. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll keep this one short because we're going to have a few more coming up this upcoming week. And we will bring you uh, the latest news as it comes. We got some friends in the field at uh, Berlin. Like who? Doug Down. This is me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I don't think Arnold is there, yeah? I think he is, along with his friend. Douglas Quaid. <laughs> then they're going to be there for two weeks. <laughs> I don't know where, where the two weeks came from. Well, that was the Douglas Quaid reference, dude. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's the same movie. I've never watched the movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs>